Wildcats, Warriors, Bulldogs, Cavaliers, Bees, Dragons, Panthers, Tigers, Pioneers, Bobcats. The Upper Cumberland's exclusive coaches roundtable. Your teams, your coaches. This is the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Bar Builders. Live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive, I'm Colin Castleberry. Welcome inside the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Bar Builders. Stone Memorial suffered their first loss. York scores 74 points last night. Cookville suffered a second straight loss, and Upperman found a way to remain undefeated. We'll run through the scores later on in the program, but right now we're sitting down with Pioneer head coach Matt Turner and his quarterback. Uh, due to the fact that uh, poor Alex Van Buren, uh, you know what, injuries happen. It's a football game, but... Thanks to that, we've got uh, one Mr. Shoulders sitting in front of us as well. Coach, first and foremost, thanks for joining me, and thanks for having a good laugh at my expense. Yeah, swallows. Swallows. Oh, that's what it is. That's what I – I thought I had the – see, you had me convinced I had the first name wrong, and that's what threw me nah, off so bad. Up. That's all right. Swallows. See, that's why I was like, I'm so confused. I'm sitting here going, wait, I'm almost certain that's just, that's the right first name. I did have that right. I had the last name wrong. That is my point is, Coach, you know what? Just thanks for joining me, Coach. Let's just – Matt Turner, Brady Swallows. Brady Swallows. Thanks for joining me, guys. Whew. All right. another. Here we go. go. Another tough night for you guys. A tough morning, clearly, for me and myself. Uh, What was Gallatin able to do last night led to that 56-7 loss? Ah, You know, of course, they – man, that was one of the most athletic football teams that I think we've seen since uh, uh, we started the season. Man, they was just solid from top to bottom, had a lot of speed and some – had a quarterback, man, that could put it on the money. Uh, You know, and we'd make stops, uh, stop, stop, and then all of a sudden it'd be 60 yards. You know, it'd be a busted play. And it really wouldn't even be a busted play. It'd just be a a kid that was just uh, better than the kid that we had trying to cover him or whatever, you know. Uh, But, yeah, just a very solid football team. So what do you take away from this game defensively? How do you learn from it? How do you grow knowing what you were going up against in a Gallatin team who, as you mentioned, uh, you could stop them once, stop them twice, and then it's a it's a bomb play. Yeah, you know, this I think going back to you know we've talked about it in the past. Just how many young kids I've got. You know, I mean we're trying to play six A varsity football with what I feel like is a junior varsity football, just because we've got six or seven sophomores on that defense. Uh, so, uh, you know, just to continue to grind and get better and trust the process, and uh, uh, you know, and just. Um, follow the game plan and and then it comes down to execution so you know just uh, watching film and seeing where we can get better come monday let's turn to your quarterback here what's it been like taking over here the last couple weeks for for alex van buren and, and you know how do you feel so far about you know how you've been able to perform you know it's not the way i wanted it to happen him getting injured but um just gotta fill his shoes and expand upon that role just work every week getting better and better what has he done to kind of help you bring you along and and get you ready for this moment. I mean, me and Alex have been good friends since I moved here, really, and uh, he's helped me prepare, know what to do, and um, he's been at practices, helping me with drills, working through drills with me, so that's been really helpful. Where do you think is the the aspect of your game that you have grown the most, and what's the aspect of your game that you uh, are still looking to really improve upon? Just gotta. I think I've improved slowing things down. You know, going in against Lebanon, everything was sped up a ton from going from JV to a varsity look. 
then uh, slow it down, going into Mount Juliet, and then going into the Galton game. Less nerves, felt more experience going into the Galton game. So I think I've improved there. But uh, still got to work throwing on the run. When I set my feet to throw, I can throw a good ball. Just got to work on throwing on the run and uh, slowing down the game. What is Yeah, what is that process like? Talk me through that a little bit. You're rolling to the left or rolling to the right. How do you mentally keep yourself knowing you've got to keep those shoulders square, set your feet? How do you keep all that going in the midst of, uh, you know, there's a guy bearing down on me trying to kill me? Yeah, well, that's just got to be something you practice. got to be just in your brain. you just got to do it. Uh, try to push your shoulders back around. got to be second nature. So. Flip your shoulders. Coach, have you noticed the game slowing down for him a little bit over the last couple yeah, weeks? Yeah, I have. You know, and I, I, just the confidence and the comfort level, uh, you know, and, and Alex has done a good job in practice really working with the receivers on the, the receiving end of, of, of uh, what Brady's doing there, uh, just making sure that they're giving him a clean look and making sure they're running the right routes and making the right breaks and, uh, you know, but now Brady's done a, an excellent job and I've seen him really mature uh, as far as just being the, the game controller, you know, from the huddle to taking the play in. And, you know, and even last night, you know, we was trying to just, you know, um, uh, give our defense a chance and, and work the clock a little bit and keep the ball in our hands and execute and make sure everything was right. And and uh, he's done a really, really good job. You know, I think I told you that first week, you know, he was nervous as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. But, you know, he's really, uh, he's really settled in and, 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 and getting better. How has the team around you kind of embraced you, uh, knowing that you know when Alex went down, it's next man up mentality. I think it's you got to build that trust. I think week after week we're building more and more trust. I mean our O line. I think last night we played more as a unit last night uh, as an O line. Our O line did a great job. We just got to get the backfield right, execute, string together, drive. We'll ask you both. You know this one on on the way out here. Uh, you could be, you guys beat a really good team in week one. I don't think anybody's unaware of that. So how do you get back to that? How do you reset, refocus this week, and get back to the Warren County team that we know you're capable of being because we saw it in week one? Yeah, you know, I mean, going back to the process, you know, and just, uh, you know, and, we, and we've done a lot of things, and obviously Alex's injury uh, hindered us as far as the – you know, him being a senior and, and evolving into the leader, and then, you know, you lose your admiral there. Uh, but Brady has stepped up and, and starting to take that role and uh, uh, surrounding and getting the right guys. You know, this like yesterday or this week we took a, a big change where we kind of took platooned and, and gave some kids some opportunity to get off the field and some younger guys to be on the field. Uh, and that's only going to help us improve and, and, and play fresher for longer. Um, but, yeah, you know, we we played some good teams. That I mean, this first part of the game, uh, ball game, I mean, you know, and obviously, uh, and, and I feel like DeKalb County is not there. No, uh, hot right not, now yeah. for sure. Right, you know, uh, um, and 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 you know, of course, uh, we get to come up here to Google this week and and keep grinding, and you know, and, and I think it's going to be a good ball game and a good opportunity to to see how how the process is working. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that. Backing up what the coach said. Brady Swallows, head coach Matt Turner, Warren County Pioneers. Fellas, I appreciate you so much for coming out and joining me. Appreciate Enjoy you, yourself man. some food here at Chick-fil-A. And uh, this is the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders.
Built by Mountain Barn Builders. This is the High School Playbook. A new storage building to add room. A new space for the animals. From gazebos to garages, it's built Mountain Strong by Mountain Barn Builders. Highway 127 Clark Range. Online at mountainbarnbuilders.com. Mountain Barn Builders. Back on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Let's take a look around the UC last night. Scores from around the area. Several homecomings being played last night, including Livingston Academy, who we'll hear from later on in the program. But they defeat Pickett County 49 to nothing last night. That was also the score at the half. Uh, so it was a running clock in the second half, a quick second half out of the Wildcats and the Bobcats. Also, Upper Mint having homecoming last night. They defeat White County 28-21, a tight one there. Uh, almost went the other way. And homecoming for York Institute, where you would think 49-0 would be the, the biggest blowout we'd hear from. 74 to nothing. York puts 74 points on the board last night over Teleco Plains. Elsewhere, DeKalb County, a 21-7 winner over Gordonsville. Smith County, a 27-7 winner over Trousdale County. Macon County defeating Cumberland County 35-0. Cookville goes on the road and falls to Mount Juliet 38-14. Jackson County gets back in the win column 21-14 over Red Boiling Springs. We'll hear from head coach Sean Loftus in just a few minutes. Gallatin, a 56-7 winner over Warren County. You just heard from head coach Matt Turner. Meigs County takes Stone Memorial down. Stone Falls suffering their first loss on the season, 33-25. Monterey, again, also back in the win column, a 35-14 win on the road over Westmoreland. We'll hear from head coach Scott Hughes talking about his team's ability to win on the road and their lack thereof so far at home this season. And Clay County got in the win column for the third consecutive week, 48-36. They defeat Portland. Now we go from McMinnville to Smithville, where we will check in with DeKalb head coach Steve Trapp. The Tigers are on a three-game winning streak. Uh, Coach Trapp, this time it was a first-half performance out of your team. Uh, What did your team do so well to respond in the first half of this ballgame? I mean, that's something we talked to him about is – you know, them first two quarters, where I, I think that's the best played all year. Uh, you know, just very clean offensively, uh, stayed ahead of the chains, third down conversions, uh, defense again. Uh, you know, which the only score they got was on a kickoff return, so our defense actually didn't give up anything uh, and was and doing a good job for us. So, you know, at halftime, it was just to, you know, try to focus on finishing the game and uh, produce another half. And, uh, you know, so the second half had a few more penalties on us and just wasn't quite as clean offensively, uh, but defense still did a good job. Yeah, what did your defense do so well last night, able to pitch a shutout against a, a pretty talented team? Yeah, I mean, they just did their job. Uh, I mean, the preparation that they put in all week, uh, you know, it showed up on the field, you know, as far as what our defense did, and really everywhere for that matter, uh, you know, except for a few things here and there. So it's definitely something we can build off of. But you know, defensively all year, those guys have been playing really good. So I know a lot of credit goes to Coach Shaw and, you know, all the coaches that, you know, put a lot of time in on that side. And uh, credit goes to our guys, too, just to fulfilling the game plan. We talked here at the beginning of this conversation about you guys did the opposite of what you did to start this year. Well, this year in general has been kind of the opposite of last year. You started last year 
uh, pretty well off and then and then didn't do so well uh, through the middle and down the stretch. This year you start 0-2, now you're on a three-game winning streak. Lord have mercy, I can't talk, Coach. But uh, <laughs> what, did you, what have you liked from your team? What has the response been like, you think, uh, with you guys turn, kind of turning it around, going on a three-game streak here when it kind of matters more going through district play? Uh, yeah, our next five games are all region games, so it's critical. Uh, but really just, you know, buying into, you know, what we talk about all the time, and that's, you know, continuing to getting better. Uh, I still don't think we played the, the best football that we're capable of, but we're definitely getting better, uh, you know, especially on the offensive line. Those guys are, are really starting to come together. And, uh, you know, and when you can be good up front on either side of the ball, then, you know, it gives your, chance, uh, it gives your team a chance to be successful. And, so a lot of growth has happened there. So, um, no, but really just continuing to work. It'd be very easy, you know, to come out 0-2 after all the work that you put in and, uh, you know, kids just kind of check out a little bit. You know, so a lot of credit for those guys to continue and come to work each and every day and focus on getting better. Yeah, obviously you always want to get better. You want to continue to improve. But is it almost encouraging that you feel like you've gone on this three-game winning streak, you've kind of righted the ship, and you're still not playing your best football? Yeah, you know, but you know, we may feel that way as coaches, but, you know, these guys are teenagers, so just, you know, continue to speak uh, speak to these guys about that, you know, to continue to lift them up, continue to coach them hard, and, uh, you know, hopefully they understand and continue to, to work for us and uh, understand that they can play better football. And, you know, like I said, no matter if we hadn't lost a game or, or anything at this point, that would always still be the message. So we go back to a conversation we've had a little bit uh, before, but obviously this time it's first half versus second half instead of second half versus first half. But how do you kind of get your team to play four quarters? How do you get to a point where you feel like you guys uh, can play a complete game? What does that look like when you work on it in practice? Well, I mean, it really, you know, that's the mental side of the game, uh, you know, which we preach to them all the time about, you know, one play at a time and – uh, you know, it's a game within a game. Uh, you know, so no matter what the situation is, if you're down, if you're up, uh, if you've got all the momentum, if things are going well, and that was basically the case for the first half last year, you know, you still have to play each and every play, uh, you know, as if it's your last, uh, and just continue to play and focus in. And not that they stopped playing hard, uh, but I do think we lost a little bit of a mental mental aspect of it in the second half, and and maybe got a little complacent. You know, that's where the, the penalties, you know, offensively first half, no penalties. Second half, you know, some first down penalties got us behind the change, you know, so that kind of impacts what we what, what, what you can do or it makes it harder. Uh, so, again, just buying into the fact that it's one play at a time and, you know, just give it your all the best way you can do it, the way you've been coached, good or bad, just move on to the next one. DeKalb County head coach Steve Trab joining us there, uh, coming off a 21-7 win over Gordonsville, a three-game winning streak now for the Tigers, and they look forward to facing off next week with a Stone Memorial team that suffered their first loss last night, 33-25, to Meigs County. Now we head to Gainesboro, where Jackson County gets back in the win column themselves with a 21-14 win over Red Boiling Springs. Head coach Sean Loft just joining me. Coach, a hard-fought win. How proud are you of your team's effort? Uh, extremely proud, um, and it took it took everybody. Um, you know, I'm everybody that hit that field last night. You know, gave everything that they possibly could give. Um, you know, we had kids um, 
you know, playing injured. We had kids that were banged up. We had kids that, uh, you know, several freshmen saw action last night. Um, but, uh, you know, it was just a, a really good high school football game that came down to, you know, we made a stop there with inside our 10-yard line at uh, with about 30 seconds left at, uh, to, you know, to end the ball game. So that was just a, a phenomenal Phenomenal effort by our kids, and uh, you know I'm just so extremely proud of them. Yeah, you and me have talked about it, right? This is a team with not a lot of numbers, a lot of guys playing both ways, a lot of guys having to play both ways for four quarters. Thirty <clears> seconds <throat> left in this ball game. You mentioned it. You come up with a stop down there uh, in, in the red zone. What does that say about this team's resiliency and, and their level of kind of grit? Because you know they've got to be tired and exhausted, and they go out there and they brick wall a really talented Red Boiling Springs team. Oh, no doubt. And that's, that's one thing about it. I mean, it's, uh, you know, give Red Boiling credit, too. I mean, they're they're a really good uh, football team. They can, you know, they can score points at, uh, at any point in time. And so, that, you know, our motto all week was just make them snap the ball one more time. And, uh, um, you know, make them have to grind out drives, and you know that's something that that they did, and we made them do. I mean, I know one drive that uh, um, that they had. I think it took them somewhat around somewhere around twenty plays to to drive the the, the field. But you know, that's exactly what we wanted to do. We didn't want to give up the big play, and um, but uh, but it was all said and done. I mean, my kids just um, you know what a phenomenal effort. Um, you know, I can't be more proud of, of gosh, every single one of them. I mean, there's, you know, there were some kids that stood out last night, um, you know, by their individual efforts. But what was all said and done, I mean, just uh, the the group as a whole. I mean, they've they've hung in there together. It's been it's been tough. I mean, it's been tough on everybody, but with, with with the low amount of numbers, and you know, we've been hit with the uh the injury bug there for a little bit and so i think we're somewhere around 18 19 kids uh that dressed out last night and man i mean it was just a it was a great great atmosphere um, you know our fans were phenomenal and uh uh just they, they were behind our kids all night long and uh, you know and it was just uh, i don't know just they we just wanted it i mean those kids just i mean you could see it i mean that they just they wanted to finish that ball game out and and uh, i'm just like i said i'm just so happy for them to you know that they got to experience another win yeah we're all about the kids i love letting you brag on them so let's go to the other side of the ball and look at that offense 21 points on the board uh putting up enough putting up enough points to win but but certainly also putting up uh, you know, uh, more points than than you've seen in a few weeks due probably to uh, the sickness and the injury bug. What was your offense doing so well last night, able to find three touchdowns? Well, I mean, we we, we did some new things, showed some different looks, and um, uh, you know, we on our first drive, we didn't do much. And then on our second drive, uh, running back uh, Jonah Gentry was able to uh, break free for um, I don't know 65 70 yard um, gain and got us down into the red zone and, um, and then Waylon was able to uh, you know find a, a Carter Collier in the end zone for for a touchdown from about, I don't know about 20 yards out or so but uh, you know uh, for the night I I don't you know I'll have to go back and redo this I'll have to go back and look at the stats 
day but uh, and do them. But, you know, uh, I would definitely know that uh, Jonah was well over 100 yards last night. Uh, and probably the play of the game was right before the half. I mean, we drove the – we got the ball somewhere around, uh, I don't know, hour 40 or so with three, four minutes to go and got down and spiked the ball with uh, – uh, I think somewhere around three. No, we, we uh, with about ten seconds, eight seconds, or something on the, the clock, and we were actually lining up for a field goal because we didn't have any timeouts left after we spiked it. And I was looking at the down marker and I saw it was on the three yard line. And Red Bowling tried to ice my kicker, and um, you know Waylon just happened. He said, "Coach, I can get this," and I was like. You know, Waylon's on the three-yard line. He said, no, coach, it's on the one. Uh, he, and so uh, uh, whenever I was, then I noticed that, uh, you know, that she was on the one. So then we um, we went back out there with our offense, and, and then uh, Waylon scored our second touchdown with three seconds to go in the in the half for us to, to go up 14-7 to seven at the half. Um, and then, uh, you know, we just kept battling, kept battling. And I think, I think early in the third quarter, um, Waylon finds, uh, Carter Collier for a huge, I mean, I don't know, it was somewhere around 70 yards or so, 65, 70 yard touchdown, uh, uh, throw and catch. And, you know, Carter had a phenomenal game last night. He had over 100 yards probably receiving, um, you know, that offensive line. I mean, I've, uh, when you go into a game and you really only have five linemen, um, and when I say five linemen, I mean one of those kids was a kid that uh, we picked up three weeks ago. That's uh, that's coming a long way. He's a freshman and is going to be a good player for us. Uh, and been, you know, he's kind of just been thrown in the mix. And uh, but uh, you know, to to go into a game like that and. Um, you know, for, for my kids to, you know, cause we, I thought we were going to have to at least score four touchdowns to even have a chance. And, uh, um, I know, you know, the Red Bullens last two drives, we, they got the ball and, uh, and I want to think we stopped them both times inside the, the 10 yard line. I know, uh, CJ Carter came, come up with a big interception there. Um, the, one of their drives there late in the fourth and, uh, I uh, was able to. I think it was somewhere around three minutes to go, and he he picks he gets an interception somewhere, and we, then we were able to kind of uh, run the ball to make them spend their timeouts. And Jonah had a, has a you know a, a punt for to kind of get us out of the out of out of our end zone to make them have to go you know fifty five or so yards, and we just happened to uh, be able to get them a, get a stop right there at the last uh, thirty seconds of the ball game, and. Uh, just a, just a good high school football game. Blue Devils head coach Sean Loft, just Jackson County High School coach. Uh, before I let you go here, just quickly, what is the uh, kind of the health update? You mentioned about 18, 19 kids dressed out last night. Are you hoping to get uh, eclipse the 20 mark this upcoming week uh, if you can get everybody <laughs> back? Well, I know we got uh, a couple being looked at this morning. Uh, uh, I think we uh, – I think, you know, I know we'll get one back uh, next week. Hopefully we'll get two back next week. So we we might be looking at uh, somewhere around the 20 mark. Uh, uh, but I just hope we didn't lose, you know, one or so for from last night. So that's, uh, you know, that's what I'm uh, 
you know, going to be trying to take care of this morning and, and see if um, and get him looked at and, and then we can kind of go from there. And, um, you know, I told them, you know, let the coaching staff worry about uh, getting ready for Trousdale County this weekend and let them, you guys just enjoy it and get, get back and uh, uh, get as, as healthy as you possibly can. Jackson County Blue Devils head coach Sean Loftus as the Blue Devils come up with a win last night to get back in the W column 21-14 over Red Boiling Springs. You heard Jackson County's head coach right there talk about thought we were going to need four scores at least to stay in this ball game, but his defense steps up in a big way against a very talented Red Boiling Springs team, walks away with the one-touchdown victory. Coming up in mere moments, live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive, we speak with Will Brown, the man who went down with a one-handed catch last night, and head coach Matten Hauser, Livingston Academy, coming up on the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. It's the weekly post-game press conference. Your coaches, your teams, the Mountain Barn Builders High School Playbook. Live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive, Time to talk with L.A. head coach Matt Hauser, wide receiver Will Brown, who are here for um, for the English language, ladies and gentlemen, for the first time since 2020. Livingston Academy has won two games in a row. Uh, Head coach Matt Hauser, also obviously an alum, uh, joining us now after homecoming last night. Uh, Coach, I appreciate you uh, coming out this morning and joining me. I appreciate the invite. Uh, we appreciate everything you guys do for our program and programs around the Upper Cumberland, so we're, we're glad to be here. Hey, look, plenty to talk about from the game last night, but first and foremost, you and Will both, the atmosphere, the pageantry, just what was that like last night around Livingston Academy, seeing the alumni band, alumni cheerleaders, uh, all of the, the pageantry and the atmosphere around homecoming? So... You know, homecoming is such a big thing. The the entire week is a big deal. Dress up days. You got building floats. You have all the pageantry that goes with walking out before the game. The parade. Um, but last night, I, I thought when when I first walked out on the field before it, and just saw all the alumni cheerleaders standing there with our cheerleaders, making a tunnel for our players and so many past players that were walking around watching. You know, that's what high school sports is about. It's bringing those people back and some of the experiences and the memories that they had and and that they enjoy and we talk a lot to our players about you know how fast everything goes and how they're going to be the ones that are walking back these sidelines very very soon and and wishing they could be out on the field so it was great just having that atmosphere and uh, having those people back on the sidelines and and back at Livingston Academy. Did you see any former teammates of yours there last night guys you got to play with there at L.A.? There were a couple. Uh, of course, we have a couple on staff that help with us. Um, but, yeah, it, it, we I saw some, and then I saw a couple cheerleaders that were in the um, same time that we were in school. So there were a lot of people from way back when, it seems <laughs> like. Um, but, you know, I, I just thought it was well represented, and I thought our administration, our school, our community, they do such a great job to come together and support these kids. It's a great thing. Will, what was homecoming uh, like for you? Obviously, you got to – participate in some of the festivities and then uh, throughout the week dress up days and such what did you enjoy most about homecoming this week uh, I think what everybody enjoys the most is probably our class tournaments that we have they get pretty uh, pretty interesting sometimes they get a little heated but everybody just enjoys all the fun all the dress up days uh, everybody goes 
above and beyond for their outfits some days, and then it's just a really fun atmosphere to be in. What was the day you went all out? What was the best dress-up day for Will Brown? I think it was called, like, Western Day, when everybody just dressed like a cowboy. It's pretty funny. But uh, yeah, I have to admit, that was probably my best day, too, because I happened to come by the high school, and your uh, day... Dale King out there was dressed. He said he was a real cowboy, had himself a rope and everything. It was a, it was a beautiful sight to behold. Uh, Coach, a lot to talk about as well on the field last night. Uh, you mentioned to me how you felt like the team was really focused, that they knew the difference, you know, enjoy homecoming, have a good time. But when it was time to practice, time to play ball, it was that time to do that. You guys got off to kind of a slow start, though, last night. Uh, in fact, fumbled the opening kickoff. Uh, defense was able to kind of pick you up there. But why do you think the team got off to, to such a slow start there in the first quarter? Well, I mean, I th- who knows? I mean, they're they're high school players, and, and um, you know, they've, they've got a lot on their plate at all times. And I know with homecoming, uh, you know, they jumped off. They got in the parade at 4 o'clock and rode fl- floats around town after a day at school and uh, got to the field house a little later than normal. And... Um, sometimes you just start slow, and there's not really anything that you can point a finger at or an excuse to it. Um, it just didn't happen early. But what I was happy, I guess the most happy with, is how they responded in the second quarter. I mean, it would it went from a first quarter where we weren't, we were really hurting ourselves in a lot of different ways, to a second quarter where it was just a flurry of, of scores. So um, that says something to our seniors, and we have a lot of those guys that are. Um, leading us and and we you know it speaks volumes to how their leadership is affecting our team how they never flinched start slow continue to go and continue to play and and um, build a good lead so some of our younger kids could play in the second half will obviously the team may have had a slow start but you most certainly did not a 50 plus yard uh touchdown catch Walk me through the play uh, a one-handed catch you end up in the end zone but you're getting held about three-quarters of the way down the field. They're just trying to stick with you. Walk me through the play. What was it like when you finally end up in the end zone after that one-handed catch being held, you know, the whole play? Well, as soon as I got in the end zone, my uh, my dad was actually in the back of the end zone taking down the tunnel, and he was the first person I saw. And uh, he just had the biggest smile in the world because my last touchdown technically didn't count. It's not on record because the game was suspended mm-hmm. and uh, it was just a great feeling and also behind him is one of my best friends who used to play with me Nathan Kogel and he had just came back from college and it was the first touchdown he got to see me have to so it was just a really great feeling what was the feeling like when you come up with that one-handed catch you're getting held what was that moment like what are you thinking about as the the ball's kind of coming down from Brody coffee on what it was you got to give Brody as much credit a beautiful pass it was it was a perfect pass it fell right in my arm but I was just thinking to myself please don't fall because uh, I wanted to score really bad so I was just trying not to face plant right there and lose my balance coach I don't, I don't often you know bring up the fact that you know you were a pretty good little wide receiver yourself what was what's it like for you when you see one of your guys make a, a sports center highlight kind of play like that um, that was probably better than any catch i made um i think i think all our wideouts are doing a great job will sims is doing a good job with them in practice and i know they work a lot on blocking and spacing and ball drills and um you know you can just see the growth in them from the time we started and throwing a little bit in june and july to where we are now they're 
they're getting in the right spots or doing the right things. Um, Will made a spectacular play. Uh, we've had guys make really good catches and really good runs after catches all year long. Brody's done a tremendous job, and none of that happens without our offensive line doing what they do and protecting and giving us the opportunity to do that. So it's a collective effort each and every time, and our offensive staff works incredibly hard to make sure that um, you know no stone left goes uncovered. We, we're making sure that we are – uh, trying to do our best to put everybody in the right position to, to be successful, and the kids are doing a great job with that. This is a team that we've seen when it's clicking. The offense can do a whole lot of things, but last night your defense, especially in that second quarter you talked about it, really did a lot to set your offense up. What was that like, and how proud are you of your defensive effort, fumbles, interceptions that put your offense in a lot of really good spots? Yeah, and I, th- I think our defense has played really well at, at, for – large portions of the year uh, we've had a couple breakdowns here or there but for most of the time they, they've played really physical fly to the football tackle really well do a great job in coverage and and that second quarter along with the first quarter really because the defense showed up in the first quarter when the offense was struggling but we've had um, coach Eldridge does a great job putting together a defensive game plan um, coach Hauser coach Melton and coach Massengale do a great job of just getting their position groups to buy in and be in the right spots and and last night you can see even the depth of it late in the game we're still getting an interception late uh with a freshman playing so i mean i think it's just like i said earlier we have got a great group of seniors that lead um and they lead in practice and those guys that are younger following along and it's it just makes for a good program when you can start to do those things yeah, we talked a little bit last week uh, in that Jenkins game about you being able to have some fun, get some guys out there, offensive linemen running the ball, scoring touchdowns. But let's get a little bit broader. I mean, by the end of last night, we're running up, to, we're running into guys who I'm not even entirely sure were were on our roster up there in the press box, which is great to see. And they're going out there and making plays. What does that say about where? Livingston Academy is now in comparison to the last couple of years that you guys are putting guys on the field and they're still making plays, finding the hole, making the, the coverage or the tackle. Yeah, I really can't speak on the last couple of years because we weren't here, but we just knew when we jumped in we wanted to, to build a lot of depth, put a lot of players on the team and make it something that people wanted to be a part of. And I think we have 70, 70 to 72 kids on the roster right now and every – player that dressed last night was in the game so 65 plus played um and you know i think that carries over to the school as a whole more people want to be involved and they want to do those things but that doesn't happen without you know those guys that are starting the game and the two deep taking care of business and doing what they need to do early in the game so guys get the opportunity and you know you you mentioned a lot of people on the roster and what one of the cool things last night is we had seven touchdowns but six of those were scored by six different seniors um and it come in a variety of different ways so that was what was kind of cool on homecoming that's something these guys will be able to remember each time they come back for homecoming is is how they played on their senior year of homecoming and who scored touchdowns and things like that so it's pretty neat to watch will two wins in a row uh you know what's the feeling around the locker room around the guys do you feel like you guys are kind of building some confidence here. Had a good game against Upperman as well. Want to definitely make sure we, we shout that out. Yeah, it's a great feeling. You can tell everybody's more pumped up now. They know what it's like to win, and they love the feeling, and it makes them want to chase it more. It makes everybody try a little bit harder in the fourth quarter and not try to give up so early when something bad happens. As one of those starters, one of those seniors who got to go out, score a touchdown, what do you guys love about being on the sideline, watching 
Colin Weitzel score, score a touchdown, watching some of these young guys go out there and get interceptions and make tackles. What makes that so much fun for you guys as seniors? Uh, it's it's great just watching you know the kids that you go against in practice that help make you better every day to uh, get some playing time and get to make plays that you know they'll make whenever they become seniors in high school. And it's great for them to get the experience. Coach, before we let you go, I want to talk about one of those youngsters that we uh, we've seen a lot of over these last couple games, and he's really showed some some promise. Uh, you've got two great backs in in Jackson Bowles and and Trey Coleman, but Mason Anderson has really stepped up and shown some some ability there from the backfield. What have you loved out of the freshman going out there when he's been given his opportunity and and really putting some good stuff on film, quote unquote? You know, I think he runs really really hard. Um, Mason is a competitive kid. He wants the ball in his hands. He gets upset when he doesn't get the carries, which, you know, as a running back, you want somebody that wants to carry the rock, and, and uh, that's his mindset, and Coach Ogletree does a great job of working with him each and every day on the little things uh, that can make him a better back in the future. Um, and that's the, that's the key to the young guys, that we want to make sure that they're getting the reps when they, when they get the opportunity, but that they're building that skill set of fundamentals and doing things the right way. Um, so that when they're older and they're asked to do more as part of the team, that they're ready to do that. And, you know, that, like I said, we have, I've mentioned it a million times, but it all starts with the senior leadership. Um, if the players lead, then good things happen, and, and we've had some guys step up and do that. And So it's, it's made it a, a, a good atmosphere to be around and a fun practice atmosphere to be around. Hey, Coach Matt Hauser, senior wide receiver Will Brown. Guys, thanks so much for taking a few minutes to join me here. And, uh, eat, eat your heart's content here live at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. The plays made, the decisions made, the explanations here. The Coach's Roundtable, called the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. This is the High School Playbook. We are now joined by head coach Bruce Lamb, Clay County, in Salina last night. It was a game for a half. There was very little defense played. Ended up a 48-36 final. A win, of course, for Clay County. A Bulldogs head coach Bruce Lamb with us now. Coach, what do you think of your team's response coming out of the half tied at 28 apiece? Well, I thought it was uh, I thought it was great, uh, number one. But, uh, you know, I think the, uh, we're starting to grow up a little bit. The maturity is starting to set in with us a little bit. And, you know, uh, you know, we talked to them just a little bit at halftime and refined a few things, and, uh, you know, they responded, and, and, and that's what you want to see out of the team. Yeah, your offense has kind of seems like finally kind of started to click, able to put up, you know, a 35-plus for, for a second straight game or for a third straight game, 40-plus uh, in two of the last three. What have you seen from your offense kind of in turning a corner the last two or three weeks? Well, you know, we're finally getting our running game going. Um, you know, we have an a inexperienced running back in uh, and, and Aiden Soto. He's uh, moved in here and has never played running back before in his life. And, uh, you know, we kind of threw him into the fire, and, you know, he's starting to respond. The guys up front are doing a super job and, and uh, finally starting to mesh together and open up holes. And, you know, and, and Nate Adams back there at quarterback is, and, you know, he's he's Nate Adams. I mean, he does he does a phenomenal job, and you know, uh, gets the ball where it's supposed to be, throws the ball extremely well, and, uh, and you know, can also break it when he's uh, running the ball. So, 
you know, we've got some weapons on the outside with it, uh, with Nolan and Weston and, and those guys, and, and uh, you know, everything's starting to come together. Anyone can kind of play athlete there in the backfield, and Soto is one heck of an athlete. But where have you kind of seen him develop as a running back? What has he learned and grown in terms of the position itself getting more successful in the fundamentals, the technicalities? But, you know, he's starting to understand – uh, you know, where the ball should go, you know, where the hole's going to open up at. And, uh, you know, we try to let a running back be a running back. You know, we give them the ball and we say, hey, here's going to be a lane here or here's, you know, and let them pick where they want to go. And he's starting to understand that a little bit. You know, what's so good about him is he's got really good balance and, you know, he, uh, you know, he doesn't go down easy. You know, he, he, he breaks tackles and, uh, you know, just the, just the, really been a true blessing for us want to give portland their due obviously a, a a bigger school in terms of classification got you know the guys to back that up as well but how does your defense improve 36 points given up last night now 28 at the half so didn't you know turn around put up a great performance maybe in the second half but where does your defense have to improve this week well, you know, uh, we gave up some plays in the first half that uh, we normally don't do, but we also we had three pick sixes. Uh, so, you know, we're starting. To, you know, our defensive backs are are, are playing really well. Um, we're we're doing a good job stuffing the run. Uh, you know, we had a few breaks, but uh, you know, just got to be a little more consistent. I think more than anything is the defense. Where does your defense get that kind of head-hunting mentality? Three pick sixes, that tells me your defense is looking for the football and they're looking to make a play. Where does that come from uh, for your defensive backs? Uh, you know, Coach Maynard, Coach the DBs, and Coach Dickerson uh, puts them in the great spots. I mean, uh, you know, and we know how we play. is It's going to be uh, – you know, we're physical. You know, we're a physical team, and we're going to look for plays to, to make some plays. And sometimes we're going to give those up. And, uh, you know, Nate, uh, I think Nate ended up with four picks last night, two of them for pick sixes. And, and uh, Nolan, his brother Nolan, had two picks, and one of them for a pick six. So, you know, uh, they're looking to make a play all the time. And, uh, you know, there's great competitors, and uh, they don't like to lose in anything we do. So, uh you know, they do everything they can to, to get that win. Three-game winning streak now. Obviously still plenty of season, still a long way to go, and lots that you guys can and will improve, uh, I would assume. But just after starting 0-2, what does it mean to see a three-game streak up on the board be over 500 at this point in your season? Well, you know, it's a great feeling to knowing that uh, everything is coming together and you know, we we knew we had talent. We just, you know, we just had to put it all together, and we had to mesh together, and, uh, and 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 we have so far. So, you know, it's a good feeling, and, and uh, we'll and we'll enjoy these last few wins. But uh, you know, come Monday, it's time to look forward to going to Monroe County, and then on to uh, Joe Burns, our first region game, Joe Burns. So, you know, we're, we're taking it one game at a time, and and, uh, and enjoying it while we go. Clay County Bulldogs head coach Bruce Lamb, after being tied at 28 points apiece at halftime, Bulldogs walk away with a 48-36 victory over Portland last night. A great win for the Bulldogs. Three games now 
in a row, and you heard Bruce Lamb talking about how they feel like they have gotten right this uh, over this last three games. We're live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. I'm Colin Castleberry, Monterey head coach Scott Hughes to help close out the program here on the High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Fresh from their film analysis to break down the games with you, the Mountain Barn Builders High School Playbook with your coach, next. next. High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. The Wildcats of Monterey get back to their winning ways. They stop a two-game skid with a 35-14 win over Westmoreland. Head coach Scott Hughes joins us to close out the program. Coach, you discussed the team this week resetting after a week last week where you didn't feel they were very focused. How good is it to see that pay dividends this week, the reset, with a win? Well, you know, I was proud of our young men, uh, the, the way that they prepared throughout the week, uh, not only physically but mentally was, was you know, top-notch. And, and you see that in their effort, and you see that in the performance that they had in, in all three phases of the game last night. Uh, it was a very mature week, and it, it was one of those weeks as a coach that, that you're excited to see because hopefully you see that growth and, and you hope that it continues because they get – uh, the, you know, they get that momentum and, and they see that, hey, when we handle situations in, in the proper fashion, that we can be successful. Yeah, we'll dive headfirst into your offense and your defense and, and all the specifics of it all, but you mentioned it right there, something I definitely wanted to get to. That is all three phases. You guys really were kind of in sync, everything working together. What does that also do for you as a coaching staff and for you know the Wildcats as a team when you see all three phases come together you play three four total quarters of really good football well you know we feed off of each other and and you know being a a small school with so many young men that are playing uh you know at least two phases of the game if not all three and and we have uh, a lot of guys that are playing all three uh and we put a huge focus on special teams and uh, I think that that's critical for our football team when you're talking about field positions and, and, you know, things of that nature, whether it's, you know, in the return game and shortening your field or, or you know, being able to <clears throat> pin the opponent and, and make them have to, you know, accumulate more yards. So uh, very pleased when you see all three phases go together. And it's very pleasing as a coach uh, to see the buy-in of those young men and, and them taking pride in being able to play in all three phases. Let's start on the defensive side where you guys hold a Westmoreland team that you even mentioned it, extremely talented, does a lot of interesting things offensively. What was your defense able to do to hold such a tough opponent to only 14 points through four quarters? Well, you know, and, and the crazy thing on that is is we threw a pick six to give them seven of those. Uh, but our, our defense played uh, lights out at, at all three levels of, of our defense. Uh, you know, it really started up front. Uh, we were able to hold what we needed, and, and our linebackers finally settled and, and was able to run to the football and, and get some clear lanes. And, and uh, you know, our secondary come up and make some plays early. Uh, that really, really helped. So it, it was a tremendous team effort by all three phases last night. And, uh, you know, you can go individually, but uh, it was one of those nights where we had a, a ton of individuals make plays. On the offensive side, let's look at some of those individuals. 28 points 
put up by the offense. You mentioned it, one defensive touchdown to, to equal out to 30. No, 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 no. They, they scored a, a defensive oh, touchdown. They scored we a, scored 35 oh, off. Okay, so they did. Okay, so I, miss, I misread that. So 35 points put up by your offense. How were they clicking last night? Where, where was the sink for them? Uh, you know, it, it was uh, kind of well-rounded. You know, we had multiple guys touch the football, multiple guys get carries. I uh, was able to throw the football around a little bit last night and uh, had had great, you know, run blocking, great pass protection to give give our quarterback uh, time to throw the football. So it, it was a very well-rounded effort when you look at it statistically. Um, you know, we were able to stay ahead of the chains finally. We've been talking about that for, for four weeks, and we were able to do that and limited turnovers and, uh, you know, kept believing in the pass game and, and they come up big in, in some situations last night. So, uh, just so proud of every young man uh, on our team. Uh, you know, the guys that are in the shadows that, that I really want to give some credit to is, is the guys that are, are, are young guys that are giving us looks during the week on both sides of the football and doing just a tremendous job to get us prepared for Friday night. Coach Scott Hughes, Monterey Wildcats head coach. Coach, before I let you go, uh, you know, it's a, it's a cliche, but it's always a little bit harder on the road what does it say about your team, and how much more confidence does it give you knowing that you guys were able to go on the road and play three phases of football, four quarters of football, put up such a great performance, and you had to get on a bus to do it? Well, you know, uh, we've got to figure out how to play at home. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, it, I I thought, you know, the, the home part would be comfortable, but uh, the, the home part has not been comfortable. We're blessed to have a great crowd. Uh, we're blessed to have a great support system, and our community really supports us, and, and we have huge crowds on Friday night. So uh, we we got to learn how to play in our own locker room. Uh, we're, we've been a little bit more successful in visitors' locker rooms than we have our own. So uh, I don't know. We're going to have to find some, some, some mojo or something in our home locker room this week. But, uh, no, it, super proud of our young men, uh, the, the mindset that they've handled going on the road this year and, and handling those uh, adverse situations has been really uh, a, a pleasant surprise uh, with, with some inexperienced guys that are growing up right before my eyes. Uh, and, and last night was another one of those nights. Monterey head coach Scott Hughes as the Wildcats walk away with a 35-14 victory to get back in the win column last night over Westmoreland. Elsewhere, Clay County, 48-36 over Portland Stone Memorial. First loss on the year, 33-25 to Meigs County. Gallatin, 56-7 over Warren County. Jackson County, 21-14 over Red Boiling Springs. Cookville, a 38-14 loss on the road at Mount Juliet. Macon County defeats Cumberland County, 35-0. Smith County, 27-7 over Trousdale County. DeKalb County, 21-7 over Gordonsville. And in the three homecoming games last night, York 74 to nothing over Teleco Plains, LA 49 nothing over Pickett County, and Uppermen with a squeak by White County 28 to 21. I'm Colin Castleberry, and this has been the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. The high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Add space to your home, protect your cars and boats, a new workshop or she shed. Mountain Barn Builders will build it mountain strong. MountainBarnBuilders.com. The prep conversation continues all week, including today's show on demand. UCSportsNation.com.